Hello, fellow business building warrior. It's your buddy, Jim. And I've got another episode today with someone else from our community who has a great story to tell. We've just got so many incredible people that we've attracted into this large community of business building warriors, just like you. And today we've got Kate Chaddock, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her family. Uh, they, they're a homeschool family. They got six kids. They've jumped into the Proven Amazon course. They've been to some of our events, but I've never heard their story. So I'm excited, just like you today, listener, to invite Kate onto the show and hear how the Amazon online selling opportunity has literally transformed their family's life. So Kate, you ready to go? I sure am. And did I pronounce your name properly? It just occurred to me that I've never actually said it out loud. (laughs) You said it just fine. Oh, okay, good. (laughs) Well, it's a pleasure having you here today. And uh, I guess let's just start at the beginning. I had a little bit of show notes, a little bit of show prep today, but not a lot. You and I spoke for a couple minutes here, and I know I've run into you at different events and things, but your story is brand new to me. Uh, So let's just start, and for the listener's sake, let's just start at the beginning where how did you start thinking about building an online business? Where was life at that point? And fill in some gaps for us there, if you don't mind. How did I start thinking about an online business? Well, let's see. My husband had just received another pink slip from being a teacher and not having his contract renewed. And that meant he was going to look for yet a new job uh, the following fall. And we were heading out of our house to go to our very first and only homeschool conference. And at that point, I had two teenage boys and three very small children. And one was a baby in a, in a backpack on my back. And we went to this homeschool conference and we were hopping around to all these different seminar rooms, listening for something that would touch our heart. And we walked into a room where a woman was standing at the front and she was talking about how her son, her teenage son had brought her husband home from a corporate job. And <laughs> right. Ray, Ray Perry, right? Yeah. So, for, yes. the, for the listener's sake, let me just interrupt for just a second, Kate. That is, she's now become our event coordinator for our annual live events. And just, and you may know this part of the story, Kate, but the listener may not. She approached me for years saying, Jim, you've got to have a live event. It was my wife and Ray Perry who were after me and after me and after me. And I was convinced that as internet entrepreneurs, we'd never have a reason to get together at a live conference. Like we just use the internet. That's what we do. But they beat me up and beat me up. Finally, I said, okay, I'll ask the community and see what they say. And overwhelmingly, every, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people are like, yes, please have a live event. We want to do this. So we finally did it and it was a huge success. But we have Ray to thank who you ran into. Okay. So jump back. We're talking about about three years ago in your story, if my timeline's right, right? Okay. Your husband and and you, and you're at a homeschool convention, one of these big events where they have multiple events going on and homeschools become quite mainstream. I mean, we homeschool. I think most listeners know you do. A lot of people in our community do. Uh, I actually have a theory, Kate, all parents homeschool. Just some of us supplement that by sending our kids off somewhere else during the day. (laughs) But ultimately it's our responsibility to educate our kids, right? But anyway, you guys are full in homeschooling. You're at an event. Okay. You wander into Ray Perry's event. She's talking about her kid and his entrepreneurial endeavors. That's Drew, by the way, a good friend of mine. Great guy, but the big family of his own now, but I think of him as a 16 year old kid for some reason. Um, But anyway, so you're sitting in Ray's conference. She's talking about her kid 
pick up the story from there. So I turned to my husband and, you know, we look at each other and we know that this is what we've been waiting to hear. And we didn't know it was out there. And we had such a burden in our hearts that the husband and the father in the household should be more integrated, more just intimately involved in every part of our family. And we couldn't do that when he was gone 70 hours a week doing a a job outside of our home. And it just felt so that something was so missing and hearing what she was saying about bringing her husband home just felt just right. And I turned to him and said, I've got to talk to her. And he says, well, get up there and talk to her. And I said, I can't, I'm nervous and scared. And we literally stood up and he put his hand on my back and gave me a nice gentle shove forward. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So we went up to the front and I started telling her what was on my heart. And she said, come down to my booth and talk to me. So we went down and we began to speak with her. And she looked at me and said, you know what you need to do? You need to go home and sell on Amazon, which was like, what? I have no idea what she's talking about. (laughs) I love it. I mean, I purchased a few things on Amazon at that point in time, three years ago in March, 2015. I just, I really had no idea how that platform worked at all. And so she says, listen, I know a man that has a heart for bringing fathers home and he has a course that will teach you how. He's also a homeschooling dad himself and his name is Jim Cockrum. So what we did was, you know, we listened to every word she said, ran right home from that homeschooling conference, were signed up to do the, the Proven Amazon course immediately. And within a week and a half of nonstop barely eating, never leaving my computer studying in the Proven Amazon course, we had our very first Amazon FBA shipment prepped and out the door. So (laughs) That's awesome. Wow. You guys were serious, man. You jumped right in both feet day one. I love it. Oh, man, we, man, were, that's we so grabbed cool. the hold and did not let go. <laughs> Can I talk about bring, the bringing dad's home thing for just a second, too? And don't forget where you are. You got your first FBA shipment, and I want to hear how it went and what you learned. And uh, we want to hear where you are now, too, because I saw some impressive numbers. But the bringing dad's home thing, yeah, I often refer to that as the core of what I do. The stuff we teach works for moms, grandmas, single adults, kids. I mean, we've got 12, 13-year-olds in our community. They're not thinking about fatherhood yet as a 12 year old, you know, 12 year old little girls, what do they care about this stuff? But that's the core of my mission because I can relate to dads. And when I say bringing dads home, you know, it's, it's one thing I think even you can be home and not be there mentally and emotionally. So that's huge. And some dads got to go off to work and as men, we got to do what we got to do to provide for our families. And that makes sense. But man, it's such a, just an amazing phenomenon when you've got a dad under the roof providing for his family and you know, mom too, of course, but I just, I don't understand the women's psyche. So I talk directly to dads with this stuff. And I say, it's just a cool thing inside of me that happened when I was able to be home, be available mentally and emotionally. My kids can interrupt me anytime. My wife can walk in anytime. We do this stuff together as a family, just all the inherent lessons that are built. I don't care what your worldview is. Kids do better with a dad who's there. Mentally, emotionally, and yes, even if you can pull it off physically, oh, it's such a cool thing. Just, you know, you don't have to worry about quality time versus quantity time. You got both, right? And that's just our life routine now. And it's 
just awesome for me. It's one of the moments I celebrate more internally than anything else when I see a fellow man, husband, dad brought home. Bringing dads home has become a theme. And uh, Ray and I both heard it first, I believe, from a gentleman named Bob Farewell, who's been a mentor to both of us. And, and he's in the homeschool circles forever. He's been traveling with his family and educating people and going all the, the homeschool shows. That's someone you know as well, I would imagine, right? From Ray's events. I've met it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the one who actually put that thought in my head the first time. And the first time I heard it, I'm like, yes, that is my core mission. I get that. And sometimes when I say that, we'll have single moms say, well, it's not for me. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying at all. Just as a dad, I can really relate to dads, but our content works for everybody. Um, there's just a part of me that celebrates in a different way when it, you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's like dudes get dudes, you know, it's like one of those things, but, <laughs> but uh, anyway, okay, let's continue your story. So you started your FBA business rather rapidly. A week is pretty fast to get your first shipment in after having known nothing. You're jumping into the proven Amazon course, which as a reminder to the listener, if you go to silentgym.com slash podcast, you look up this episode, any links we reference They'll be right there so you can click them instead of trying to write them down while you're living your life. Just relax and listen. All the links are at silentgym.com. All right, Kate, let's keep it rocking. You send in your first shipment. What happened? So I should tell you, we started with nothing. We had no money to do this. Uh, We were looking at every month going into the negative just a little bit further. We pulled out a credit card I'd never used before and just had started going more negative and more negative over time into that um, credit card balance. And we had to use a credit card if we were going to buy anything to send into fulfillment by Amazon. But we did do a few other things. We talked to a few different people. And after watching a whole bunch of webinars, we collected some books that were around the house. So those were free to us and a few other things that we had in our home that were new and unused. And we also borrowed (laughs) bins full of books from my parents (laughs) and they allowed us to go through those bins full of books that they were no longer using. And we could send those in to get help us to earn a little bit of money to get us started up. We also used a credit card and went out and did some purchasing at some retail stores with that. And I know that's not the recommended way to start, but at that point we felt we were in between a rock and a hard place. And this was God opening a door for us to go through. And we were not going to be held back by anything. So that is what, how we started. And I felt like I had done quite a bit of studying in the proven Amazon course. So Yes, I knew nothing, but yes, I knew something. So <laughs> there, therein, we jumped in to retail arbitrage. And that very first month after we started sending items in, we had $2,000 in sales under our belt. And we're super excited to see that, yes, we were able to pay off everything that we purchased for our for our little business. So every month we purchased a little more and we paid for all of it by doing the sales. So that first month was 2000, the next month was 4000, the next month was 6000 in sales and every month after that it just kept growing and we were getting more and more excited that this was really going to work. Wow. I love this. It just we're going to fill in some gaps, but I'm going to jump around a little bit. How did you guys do this most recent year? What was your business? And give me the give me the numbers you're willing to share. 
Okay, that's okay. 2017, we did a half a million dollars in sales. So <laughs> wow, what that's so cool. What and what was your margin? What's your take home? What the well, the return on investment was 80% average. So everything that I spent was an 80% ROI from there. Wow. And that that worked out to I mean, off of gross sales to uh, everything else that I spent money on and courses that I bought and materials, supplies, my team of people that put us at, we were over somewhere between 22 and 25% was just ours of the half of them. Gotcha. So just, just under 150,000, between 120, 130,000, somewhere in there, you're Mm -hmm. saying a take home, which isn't too shabby. You getting to work with your spouse, building a business together, having fun. He was on a teacher's salary before. And I think you, I don't know if you mentioned or not, you were a stay-home mom. Did you have any other income before? What I did was I homeschooled and I did part-time jobs from my home or part-time jobs that I could take all of my children to. So I did bookkeeping over the internet for different people. And gotcha. Like almost a virtual assistant kind of thing. Yes. Very similar to that. I sure. mean, before VA was an actual word or <laughs> thing that um, I did log me in way gotcha. back when, when I first started and I logged into someone else's computer and I did bookkeeping and I felt pretty cool that way. Oh, it's all. You know? Yeah. It's, well, you understood <laughs> you had better instincts than you realized. And I wonder I don't know much about your team and I hate to jump around too much for folks, but the story doesn't have to be in a a linear progression. We can jump around a little bit, but you said you have a team. Tell me a little bit about your team now. Okay. So we'll tell, I joined the Amazon legends group for retail arbitrage. And I mean, it's so much more than that, but I joined it right when Danny and Ryan did their very first webinar um, just over a year ago. And it really clicked with me. I mean, it really motivated me and I understood the processes that he was using and the techniques and it, it really blossomed for me, but I had the opportunity to go and meet Danny stock and spend some time with him. And I was thrilled. I mean, it was just life-changing. All he had to do was show me that I could have a team of people and I could, triple the amount of business that we were doing. And it seemed so simple when he explained it to me and I met the people that were working for him and it just opened that gate in my brain to go home and start asking people to join us and to do our prepping and our shipping for us. So I have, well, for the last year, I had four teenage girls, friends and relatives and one older guy that would come to our house because they know us well. They would come to our house weekly or even twice a week, and they would do all of our prep and ship for us. And I tell you what, it was pretty neat to have one, your business actually does triple because you just aren't bogged down with all of that prep and ship. But two, you get so much joy from the fellowship with these people that are coming and working with you. And I get to speak into the lives of four wonderful, beautiful teenage girls. And I mean, there's nothing better than, than having that opportunity and growing those friendships and that love between all of us. That's beautiful. You know, and that's what business is. For some reason, it's become popular in our culture, Kate, to portray business as somehow evil or greedy or 
But you look at, you know, our economy relies on small business owners. I was talking in an event here just a couple, less than two weeks ago, and just encouraging the small business owners in the audience that we are the economy. We represent 80% of the economic activity. We are the reason that the economy of the United States flourishes. Small business owners with a handful of employees. And we're among the most ethical, virtuous people in our culture. Because a study that Daniel Lappin did, he actually went out and looked at all the different categories. That You know, you've got the pastors, the clergy, you've got professors, you've got lawyers. And people have heard me reference this before, but I just love telling this story. He looked at which of those categories, small business owners was one of them, which of those categories of people are least likely to commit a serious crime in their life. And by far the most virtuous and ethical group are the small business owners who are doing things like what you're doing, Kate, hiring good people, pouring into their life, paying them a wage, creating opportunities for future growth for them to do great things with their life. Like any of these people now could help you grow your business. And you'd be more than happy to share if they help you go from a million, from a half million to a million next year with some idea that they bring to the table. Of course, you're going to pay them well for doing that. That's how businesses grow. That's how it works. So you're part of a a legitimate growing business that's helping families put food on their table and helping, you know, kids have a better future prospect. I mean, it's just, it is a blast, isn't it? I wake up every day and it's been over 15 years for me. It's been about three for you guys, but I'll tell you 15, 16 years in, it still doesn't get old. It Mm -mm. just, it is just a wild fun ride and you'll find yourself finding leadership positions. And I think business growth is fueled by your ability to lead. That's where you hit your cap. When you stop being capable of leading, that's when you hit your cap. So you got to constantly grow yourself and your business will grow. And you'll find yourself in new and bigger leadership roles. I used to be the guy sourcing product and putting tape on boxes. And now I coach people, hey, move away from tape on boxes as soon as your profits allow you and bring in other people. Only do the stuff that only you can do. It sounds like you got that advice early on from Danny. And for those who are paying attention, like, hey, who's this Danny guy? What's that Legends thing? We'll stick a link in the show notes so you can go check it out. Danny's a great leader in our community, along with Ryan, another name you dropped, and For people who are focusing specifically on retail arbitrage, that means just buying stuff off the shelf and flipping it on Amazon. That is a great model. Now, we don't advise people to stay just and only Mm -hmm. there long term, right? Maybe we can talk about that a little bit because I don't know where you guys are at from a multiple income stream perspective. Maybe we can hit some time, spend some time on that. But we kind of left a little gap in there for the listeners from the point where you guys are starting to see 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 a month. And then you had, we jumped forward a couple of years. Wow, a half million dollar year. And you put about 130 or so in the bank. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Did we leave out any important steps in there that you'd like to make sure people understand before we before we move forward? Does that question make sense? Sure. <laughs> I can take it from there. So I was thinking about it today that, you know, I, I could get on here and say, I'm going to tell you a fairy tale story of how we got rich quick on the internet. <laughs> Nobody and, needs that. That's just not how, we, that's not how business works, is it? It's work. Right. And then we lived happily ever after when my husband came home from his job to be with his family full time. But no, I, my story is a story of a dream come true. Yes. But it came through overcoming and persistence and endurance. 
And since my husband came home full time from his job last June, has everything been coming up roses? Uh, no, there's a lot of adjustments that you have to do and, and learn and make in growing your relationship with your husband and learning how to share your domain with him after it's been yours all this time. So, there, you know, there's a lot that happened from that very first several months of sales to come, him coming home full time in the middle of 2017. So we went to CES3 in, oh, when was that? Like fall of 2015. Right. Yes. And CES, of course, is our big annual event. This for the listener's sake, I'll fill this in, Kate. So you can think through your story for a second. I'm going to fill in the listener. Uh, the next one we have, the next CES event coming up is in August 2018. Tickets actually go on sale real soon. Probably by the time you're listening to this listener, tickets are already on sale. Hopefully it's not sold out yet. You can go to CESND 2018. And the way you spell Indy is I-N-D-Y. That's the city we're going to be in, Indianapolis, Indiana, August 23rd through 25th, 2018, CESND2018.com for ticket information. And that's this will be the sixth time we've done it. So you came to our third one in 2015. That was the first time you'd been to one of our big events, correct? Yes. Gotcha. It's one of my Awesome. events ever. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah, right. There's uh, a whole new world of online yeah. internet marketing and Amazon selling. Right. Yeah. And there there wasn't some sort of history that I had hidden in the background. I hadn't run businesses before. I hadn't, I hadn't done anything with the internet. I hadn't attempted other businesses on the internet and then started and found this. This was all brand new to me. So going to CES3 really opened my eyes to all the opportunity to grow my business so much bigger than I'd ever dreamed and then do something with it, do something good and give to other people. And that's what I learned and took away from that first CES that I went to. So let me tell you a little story about who this little, this woman was. When I went to CES three, I was, we'd always had financial difficulties I had been a single mom, so I knew the financial difficulties of being a single mom. And I homeschooled my two boys through all of my seven single mom years. And that meant I had to find ways to make money and keep them with me. So that, and God always provided. But when I came to growing this business and starting to see the opportunity, the things that kept me up late at night, not able to sleep, were the thoughts that oh my, I might actually make enough money to have to pay taxes. And then what am I going to do if I have to pay taxes? Because I was so, <laughs> I mean, I, it, it sounds so strange and backwards, but these were the things that frightened me. I was shaking in my boots that that might actually happen. And then we'd been through the time frame of being on food stamps and we knew how, how it felt to never have money. And not know what you were going to do to pay your bills. So this was all brand new, changing all of my thought processes. So I had these two teenage kids and we were, we had jumped into this FBA business and we were dragging them along with us. So we were making them help us with everything and which was a grand learning experience. In addition to the homeschooling we were already doing, here they were seeing what it was like to start a business and to 
be a part of it and to see all of the inner workings of it and every mistake we made from the weirdo free boxes that we were getting from the grocery stores and having to retape and fix them and add cardboard to make them sturdy enough. <laughs> free boxes. Yeah. that You never thought you'd be searching for free boxes as much oh, as you are, right? right? <laughs> and we set up a relationship with a local business to pick up their free boxes every week. And it worked out great that way for quite some time. But yeah, free boxes. We, we fell in love with cardboard and um, had a nice supply of it in our garage at all times. And then, you know, we borrowed my mother's, the vacuum food sealer. Do you know what those little things are where you put your food in the bag and you stick yeah, the bag? Yeah, sure. The, the, like the fresh sealer thing. I just kind of suck the air out of it myself and then shut it real fast. You know, that's how I do it. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> so we borrowed hers so that we could change all the sizes of the few poly bags that we had to fit the items that we were buying. So we had one kid at that station and he would stand there and quilt together poly bags into large and small sizes for us. So if we didn't have a big one, we'd take all our scraps and make a quilted bag. And no, I was not thinking about what the customer was going to think when they received their item made out of six or seven different pieces of bags. That <laughs> is to, to save money. I mean, that's how into saving money and being frugal as you launched your business. I love it. And you know, I, I, what comes to mind too, is you mentioned, ah, putting stuff on the credit card isn't the best way to do it. You know, if you're going to be that serious about paying it off every month and that diligent about only buying stuff that you know is going to sell well, it's a family to family decision. But, you know, the best thing, to, if you're going to use credit, the best thing to use it for is an asset that's going to bring you a return, right? Which is what you guys did. So congratulations to you. I love, I bet you, I bet you have a bunch of stories about the little ways that you guys nickel and dimed your way through those first few months because you had to get it right. And I, I love that you guys could probably write a book, nickel and diming, nickel and diming your way to success with Amazon, because, you know, some people start off and like, ah, I've got a few thousand bucks to throw at this. And, and that's almost a disadvantage. Some people say, oh, what's the best way? I've got $20,000 set aside. What's the best way to get into this business? And I think to myself, I'm not sure that your money is a big advantage. You're going to have to learn those nickel dime lessons right. and to do this the right way. So congratulations. I just... I'm loving your story more and more, the more I, details I hear, but please go ahead and continue with some of the other lessons you guys picked up between your first thousand dollar month and your first half million dollar year. This is good stuff. So the, the thought with that was because I had no money, I really needed to know what I was doing and I needed to know right away because if I screwed up, there was no cushion to fall back on. And that was why I studied so diligently in the Proven Amazon course when I first started. I mean, I ate, drank, slept, wake, all in the Proven Amazon course for weeks and then months after I first started. And that was, I think, one of the big reasons why we didn't run into a lot of huge bad buys for inventory that we sent to Amazon. Um, there were some things that we bought, of course, where you're spending $4 on a, on a little, um, kitchen tool and it doesn't sell. And man, I agonized over that $4 kitchen tool that didn't sell for months and months. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing. <laughs> oh man. But, but those are valuable lessons because all you have to do is add some zeros to that $4 and all of us are playing at one level or another, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, we've spent 
40,000 or 400,000, or even this last Q4, I mean, we had an eight figure business, but it's just adding commas and zeros to the same lessons. You've got to know what you're getting into before you get into it when it comes to buying inventory or the way we say around here, and I'm sure you had it pounded into your head. You make your money when you buy your inventory, not when you sell it, which is why I've always been so against these courses that teach you to go out and spend a bunch of money, as much money as you can get your hands on. And then we'll teach you how to get rid of the inventory later. Just go buy a bunch of inventory, go launch a huge private label brand and buy, you know, a crate of it. And we'll teach you how to sell it. You know, we have people come to us all the time that, you know, arguably you had a big advantage over those people who had the money to go try those things because they ended up way in the hole with a garage full of stuff. They just couldn't sell not one $4 item, but $3,000 items that they just couldn't sell. And that's a sad situation. And that's, that's one that can be very, very difficult to dig out of. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's scary to hear the stories like that. And I wish they had, I wish I could help them before they had done the purchasing. So um, that first year, we also joined the Q4 sessions. And oh my, I learned so much. Just, I didn't join the Q4 sessions with the thought that I was going to get deals handed to me that I could just run to the store like a shopping list. But I joined with the the understanding that I was going to learn as much as I possibly could about how to do Q4. I mean, there was this giant thing that I had no idea how to tackle, but everyone said was super awesome. So here we joined. And I learned so much just being in the WhatsApp group and listening to what everyone else was saying. All of those conversations, I read every last one of them. And I I came away with a huge amount of experience and understanding. So that that first year, when we got to the end of the year, we'd done ninety thousand dollars in sales, and um, and thirty of it was was the profit. I mean, that's not the net because you have all the expenses that come out sure. of it. But oh my goodness, we were we were overjoyed, and I was pregnant with our sixth child at that point. And so I was thinking, this is going to be great. Nate's going to be home with us soon, you know, super soon. We're going to be right in the right place for, for making just enough money to have him come home. And then the pregnancy got very difficult. And I continued to work on doing retail arbitrage, but I slowly lost the ability to walk during that pregnancy things got uh, more and more difficult. And though I could move, it was with great amount of pain. And when I gave birth to the baby in May, we thought, well, surely this will fix things, but it didn't. And so my recovery period took through October of 2016. So that was, that was a long, a long period of time of not being able to move much. And during that time, I was unwilling to give up on our dream. And I took some of the time to learn how to publish a book, a Kindle book and create space book. So I, I did do that while I was sitting in a chair for that pregnancy. Oh, give us the title. Come on. You, you've earned a free plug oh at this my. point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want people to read it. It's a very, um, from the deepest part of my heart, it is called Child Under Fire. It is talking about the very difficult first child that I raised, um, my first son. And so it is 
everything from the ugly to the pretty in my, in my early years of being a parent and raising this little one and the victory that came in raising him and Beautiful. the changes that came. So listeners, if you appreciate Kate today, go, go grab Child Under Fire on Amazon. It's on, is it on Kindle only or is it print too? It's both. Nice. Way to go. Yeah. You, you've got many more books in you. I can tell you're a storyteller. You've got a lot of great tips. You know, the best students make the best teachers and you're, you've already got a seat in the front of the class just based on what you've told me so far. Let me fill in a couple of gaps for the listener's sake. You threw a couple of things out there. I try to listen with a newbie's ear. You talked about Q4 sessions. Q4, of course, is the fourth quarter of the year. That would be October, November, and December of each year. That's when shoppers go nuts, mainly for Christmas. And they buy all kinds of stuff increasingly more and more so online. And as Amazon sellers and eBay sellers, any kind of online seller, that's when you just go gangbusters. So you joined our Q4 sessions. We announce those each year around October or so, and people jump in and they get assigned a group and you share deals and you share how to take advantage of the busiest time of the year. It is really phenomenal. I imagine we'll be doing it again in late 2018. So keep an eye out for that when it comes around, but there's nothing going on right now for that. In our community, we kind of wait till the fourth quarter but you jumped in there and learned a ton. And that is kind of it is a trial by fire <laughs> sort of thing because oh my goodness, yes. it just, I mean, if if you've got inventory that's good at all, it sells out, right? I mean, mm -hmm. just like, and if it doesn't sell in Q4, it's probably not going to ever sell. <laughs> it's right. like, you know, you learn a lot of good lessons in Q4. It's like everything speeds up, um, but it's a chance to, to make, uh, and we, we almost had our first seven figure day this past Q4, which puts it in perspective. You know, we've got, that's when we just blow it up. So pretty much our whole year is preparing ourselves for Q4 from an inventory right. vantage point at this point. But any other lessons that I want to talk a little bit about where your business is and where the next stage is and maybe spend a little time, uh, you know, challenging you and the listener maybe forward beyond just retail arbitrage, but any other tips coming to mind? And I love hearing your story. Thanks for your transparency about, you know, just because you work from home doesn't mean life is roses. Uh, difficult no. pregnancy. You know, one of the benefits that we have, we look back and, you know, my wife and I, we wonder how we could possibly do life if I had a traditional nine to five job because of her health issues. We got a couple special need kiddos with different things going on. Stuff pops up and I have to be somewhere at 2 p.m. today. And yes. tomorrow I have, I'm busy all day, can't do any work, just not impossible. Doctor appointment must be there. Kid needs to go here. You know, just the stuff that fills up. I don't know how people fit a real job into their life. You know, and you relate to this case. Sometimes people say, how do you guys homeschool? How do you fit that into your life? And I say, I, I have no idea how you fit getting a kid up every day at the same time and putting him on a bus. Every, like, I don't know how you do that because we couldn't do that. that I don't know. I, yeah. Like, how do people do that? Like, that sounds tough to me, buddy, because we're rolling with really complete flexibility every day. We have a great team. Yep. Nothing I'm doing is rocket science. It can wait till tomorrow with work. So if a family emergency comes up, I don't have to ask permission from anybody. I go take care of it, right? And so we just don't know how people do it the traditional way. They look at us and think we're nuts. I look at a lot of the world. I'm like, how do you, I honestly, I don't know how you sit in traffic for an hour every day going to work and coming home. I would go insane. If it takes me more than 10 minutes to get somewhere, I'm going nuts, right? Um, so I love this lifestyle that we get to embrace, but congratulations on building it. But yeah, I don't want to point it out as a bowl, life was a bowl of cherries. Life has all of it, challenges for all of us. So I appreciate your transparency in that. Yeah, thank you. I was thinking about what you were saying. I was thinking about it this morning. I'm sitting on my couch with a laptop in my lap 
four little kids running around, a baby climbing on top of me, you know, and she's talk, talk, talking. She's not quite two. She's doing all of her baby talk that we, we don't quite understand, but she thinks we do. And <laughs> I'm looking, lovely. I'm looking out the window and thinking, how do people get up? early in the morning and say goodbye to their entire family and go out to work every day. Here we are. Yeah. Just yeah. entirely. And, and not, not to guilt trip anyone. I always have to be careful. You know, parents, no, we do what we that. have to do. I mean, God, if you're getting up every day and you're hitting it hard, God bless you. But it just so turns out that we happen to live in what I consider to be the greatest time in human history to start a business from home. So if you had to pick a time in human history to be born, and get to work from home and make great money. Now is when you would want it to be happy. Not well, I you know, not born today, but born you know in our lifetime as an adult. This is the opportunity, and it's only getting bigger and better. You know, my eighteen-year-old now makes more money in a day working very part-time on the internet than I used to make working a week putting in 50, 60 hours at three different jobs. And he's making more in a week. Now, yeah, you've got to include inflation in there. But even after that, it's ridiculous what the opportunities that are available now. And I'm talking very legitimate stuff you can be proud of and put your name on, not, you know, scams, but stuff where customers are happy and they love you after the transaction. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's just so much opportunity out there. And uh, I think that's going to be a good theme to leave, to leave people thinking on is it's not just about Amazon. There are 500 ways to make money using the internet creatively. And we love exploring all of them. Just so happens Amazon's the biggest and best opportunity right now. It's the easiest for us to teach. But let's talk about your business a little bit because we're going to have to land this plane pretty soon. Maybe we'll have you back on again and hear the next chapter when you have your first million dollar year, we'll bring you back and you can tell us how you, <laughs> how you did it. That sound good? Because it won't be that long. I mean, you guys, sure. have, you guys have already doubled several times. It's coming again. And the, the speed of doubling will increase the velocity of doubling. Right. It probably won't be taking four kids to a retail arbitrage trip that causes us to hit that million dollar mark. It won't be. <laughs> we are, we're starting to dabble in private label, did our first private label product last year. And that went, I mean, that went, it went okay. It wasn't anything like gangbusters, but it was a great learning experience and we're, we're not losing money on it. We're definitely selling the products that we started and I understand that this picture of, of our business right now is not going to stay static. It's not going to stay the same from today to 10 years from now. I'm not going to be saying, this is exactly what I do. And I've done it the same way for 10 years. But that's the exciting part because there's so many opportunities, so many new things to learn. And I know that having multiple streams of income is very important. And so I know that I might be feeling like a little kid right now, just growing up in the online world of finances and businesses, but I, I will soon be one that has multiple streams of income and have so many more skills. And that is something that I really appreciate about the My Silent Team group and the Amazon Legends group that I'm a part of. And oh, I look forward to the new things that we're going to learn and apply. Beautiful. Well, you know, let me talk about multiple streams of income for just a second, because I think when people first are exposed to that concept, if they've listened to other episodes of this podcast, they may have heard me say similar things, but it's not chaos to have multiple streams of income. To do it right, 
it's actually truly liberating. When you do it right, it feels like liberty. It feels like true financial and scheduling freedom to have multiple streams of income. And you don't have to worry. We are legitimately not concerned about losing any one of our streams of income. That's the liberty part. Once you have multiple streams, you don't have to wonder, oh man, did did Amazon shut me down? Did eBay, how's PayPal feel about me today? Google, Facebook, YouTube, all these big sites. You don't have to worry about how how any one of them feels about you because you're generating income in multiple ways. But you don't get there by running around like a chicken with your head cut off. You get there very methodically. And like you've done, Kate, mm-hmm. you build a system, you put a team around that system. You only do the stuff that only you can do. Only do the stuff that only you can do. That gets misquoted frequently. And there's many ways to misquote that. <laughs> but if you're only doing the stuff that only you can do, that means you have a great team doing the other stuff and you're free to go to a new opportunity. So rather than bouncing from one thing to another, we call it bolting it down. Let's bolt down this retail arbitrage thing. Let's get a great team out there shopping using your strategies. So all the packaging, the shipping, the tracking of the results, you're just checking the report. Right. You've bolted it down. It's a half million dollar sales. It's 130. Maybe once you have a a team fully in place, it's maybe it's a hundred thousand dollars in the bank because you're paying someone else a piece of that profit. That's okay because you've just freed up for that extra 20 or 30,000 a year. You've freed up your time and you can bolt down something else. You're an author, get another book going, build your own community of people around your private label, you know, and ultimately the true foundation of any multiple income stream empire is a community of your own. It doesn't matter if it's around a niche or if it's around teaching people how to sell online. It doesn't matter what it is, that it's a community of people who can't wait to hear from you. There's always going to be dozens of ways to monetize that. So as your story gets out there, you know, that's the next step. And one thing we're discovering right now, we're very excited about is we're using Facebook Messenger, our proven audience formula strategies. Oh, that book, take time to read it when it comes out. Listener and you, Kate, provenaudienceformula.com. It's a 60-page book, super short and simple. But you can easily grow your own audience around simple Facebook ads and then sell whatever you want to those people within that niche. Or you can even get paid to consult. At this point, you are more than qualified to consult businesses and individuals on how to do what you've learned and get paid really well to do it. That's a great stream of income that you can begin to bolt down as well. But, well, this has been a real blast. Is there anything that you want to share, Kate, with the listeners? And there's so much more to your story. I know there is. I know we just kind of tip of the iceberg. (laughs) Um, Maybe what you could do is, um, uh, is there a Facebook post that you've left at some point in our community that kind of told a bit of your story? Have you done that yet? Probably, probably not. I could do one (laughs) easily. Just a brief, it doesn't have to be real deep, but just say, hey, I've just been on the podcast. And that way we'll link to that when this podcast goes live and people can jump in and continue the conversation with you and connect with you that way. Would that work? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So make a Facebook post here in the next few days and say, hey, I was on the podcast. Can't wait for it to come out. Here's some other things that I'm excited to talk to you guys about or some more some more to our story or whatever. Make us a video or something, whatever you're sure. comfortable doing, but that's a good way. And then we'll link to that when this podcast goes live. So listener, I'm going to wrap up here. If you go to silentgym.com slash podcast, that's the home of Silent Sales Machine Radio. You'll see a link to today's show. You'll see a link to all the resources we talked about and a link to a post that Kate's going to make for us about her story, some more of the details. If you found it really resonating with you, jump over and join the conversation. You can talk to her right in our Facebook group. But I think I'm going to cut it off here. 
and tell all the listeners, thank you so much for giving me the most valuable gift you could have today for Kate and I, and that's some of your time, especially as online business building warriors. We value our time. You gave us a lot of yours today. God bless you for it. We'll be back again with a really great episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio real soon. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. God bless. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.